You're listening to The Journey Podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. I am super pumped about our series, <laughs> Crushing Anxiety. We got, we got a few people. If you were to ask, why is that so? I would tell you because I feel like everybody I talk to struggles with this to one degree or another. Would you agree with that? Yes. Testify. Yes. I, 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 mean, I feel like all of us, again, to one degree or another, struggle with anxiety, worry, fear, those sorts of things. Sometimes you can see anxiety coming up like a West Texas storm, right? Like you know it's coming, like maybe it's because you're fixing to enter a certain season of life, whatever, but you can see it coming, you know, like this is not going to be good. This is, this is going to make me anxious. And other times I feel like anxiety comes upon you like a pop quiz on Tuesday morning, the second day of class. Are you freaking kidding me, right? Like it just kind of comes out of nowhere and, and scares the mess out of you. Sometimes worry, sometimes fear, sometimes anxiety is like this deep abyss that you can't seem to get out of. I was talking with a friend, I guess about a year and a half ago, that was really struggling with this. And she said, it's like it just came out of nowhere, and I couldn't really see where the bottom was, and I couldn't, like, see the light to get out. Sometimes it's pretty thick and deep. Sometimes I feel like anxiety and worry is maybe it's not that thick, deep, but it's just more this... Um, like nagging presence, kind of like an annoying little dog that you just want to punt. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, just like, it's always kind of, I would never do that to a dog, by the way. Um, my wife would kill me. But yeah, it's like this always kind of like biting at your heels, just kind of anxious, worry, fear. Like, so no matter where you fall in the spectrum, I think all of us deal with that. Am I right? And then you add to that, sometimes people ask questions that just, are frustrating because they make you worry more. Are you with me? Especially at your stage of life. Like I can remember uh, when I was in college and I would go back home. I didn't meet Lauren until after I graduated college. But I remember I would go back home to my home church. And people, they're very well-meaning, but they're like, so, so when are you going to get a girlfriend? And I'm like, I'm working on it. <laughs> like, like, yeah, these things are on my mind, right? Um, so I have a question that I want you to, to discuss. I'm going to let you actually discuss amongst yourself, wherever you're sitting. What are some of the questions that people, whether they're, they don't have to be older. They could be your age. Again, especially the beginning of a new school year, the beginning of a new season, whether you're in school or not. Can, people tend to ask lots of questions, especially future-oriented questions that can cause fear and anxiety and worry and stress. So I want you to take a moment amongst yourselves with the people around you. Discuss what are some of those questions that drive you crazy because they just stir up that angst and that worry. Does it make sense? All right, go ahead and discuss for a second. I'll let you do that amongst yourselves. What are the questions that cause you stress that people ask? Back in the back, yes, ma'am. That was it. Yes, I think a lot of people. Anybody else? Uh, uh, Joe? It's her birthday, by the way. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Party like it's your birthday. Okay. Yeah, there's this pressure to like to be successful right now. And you're like, yeah, I've been at camp all summer and uh, I'm like, what, 1920? Chill out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, somebody over here. 
Did you see my right here? I thought I saw a hand. Yes, ma'am. What are your goals for the semester? Is that a fair question? <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep on. I appreciate your honesty. Hey, you got any free shirts from any clubs you're not in yet? <laughs> oh, roasted. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a fair question, but it still kind of could be cause some stress. Like, what, what are the goals I should have? Yeah. Uh, yes, sir, right there. Say it again. Yeah, that's another one. Okay, are you going to get your master's? That's another one of those questions that like, hey, let me, like one, one day at a time, right? Gabby. <laughs> What's your degree? Painting. No, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. I, I did not mean to do that. Holy cow. I was sorry. I was thinking of how I wanted to respond. You guys are so rude. <laughs> Gabby, I'm so sorry. Okay, so let's be real. Is, is that a fair question? Because sometimes arts present different struggles. But is it still kind of a jerk question? Because the reality is, can you make money in painting? Sure. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, that's a stressful question. Um, and by the way, we should talk sometime. You could do like a live painting when I'm preaching one day. Anyways, okay, sorry. Um, I, Jerry, are you ever going to graduate? Anybody in here? Raise your hand. Anybody feel that pressure? Yes. Yes. Yeah, are you ever going to graduate? That's a, um, like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. uh, anybody over here? This is like, hey, let's give this section a hand real quick. Yeah, like, you are small but fierce, okay? <laughs> anybody want to share? No pressure. I came over here to see if they had, what kind of questions they had, and Jackson said, <laughs> don't screw this up like everything else in your life. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. No pressure for me, right? Yes, Autumn. <laughs> Have you made any friends? Man, by the way, Autumn is one of the sweetest people I know. She, I'm sure she has lots of friends, but you should be her friend because she's awesome. All right. Yeah, go Autumn, yeah. Um, yeah, I think all those questions, what's funny, Abby, last one. Nope, never mind. Okay. Yep, yeah. What kind of job? Kind of, I think Gabby probably feels that same pressure, right? Like a totally legit degree, but then like people are, somebody, like they're like backhanding, like it's like a backhanded comment, right, or question. Um, I'm going to keep moving. So here's what's about all those questions. Have you noticed? They're all kind of future-oriented, right? Which, again, like today is enough. I think Jesus said something about that, right? Like today's enough trouble of its own, so don't wor worry about do what? Thank you. Matthew 6, yeah. So, so don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble in itself. It doesn't mean you don't plan ahead, but, like, but focus on a day at a time. And it's funny when people ask those questions about your future and what are you planning and, and like what do, you, what do you hope your life turns out to be? What's the outcome you want? You always want to be like, when, when they're asking, because they almost ask, like, are you concerned about that? Like, you know you, you need to make money, right? Or they're like, you know you need, to, you need to get a job. And I feel like I haven't really had those questions in a while, but I feel like when I was your age, and I feel like even you and I'm hanging out with you guys, you, you don't say it, but in your face you're saying, no, actually, I'm hoping that I'm homeless the rest of my life and that I never know what it means to love someone and every month I attend the Lonely Hearts Convention. Like, like, like of course I care about my future. I'm still going through puberty. Sorry for this squeak there. Like, I'm not really going through puberty. Um, <laughs> it's getting weird. Uh, we, of course, we care about our future, right? And here, just to add to the pressure, I think you're all aware of this, like you kind of intuitively know this, that at your age and the decisions you're making about the the school you go to, the major you choose, the internships you might consider, the trips you might go on in the summer, or are you going to study abroad, or what job you're actually going to end up with, or, God forbid, like, 
who are you going to marry? You start thinking about those things. There's a lot of pressure at this time. I'm not trying to stress you out or anything. <laughs> so then you add that to the fact that you guys realize this, you know this intuitively, that because of your age, the decision, decisions you make today could have huge impact. So, for example, think about an arrow. If I'm going to launch an arrow at something, the further I'm going to shoot it, the, the, the more longevity it has, the more I need to be precise with my exact aim, right? Because even just being off a little bit can land you somewhere you shouldn't be. So that makes you feel a little stressed too, right? That I did it. One little bad decision, and it could land me way over here, right? Am I stressing you out a little bit? <laughs> and there, there's some pressure there. But it brings up a good question. How can you live your life so that in the end, whatever the end is, like being that death or like when you're kind of established in, you know, in your rhythm of life when you get a little bit older, how can you live your life so that in the end you're where you're supposed to be? We kind of stress over that. Maybe a better question, how can you live your life in such a way that you don't have to worry that in the end you'll be where you're supposed to be. Thank God he cares about stuff like that. You know that? I don't know if you're a Christian or not, but here's what's really cool about God and, and what we learn from him in the Bible. He cares about questions like that. How can I live my life in such a way that in the end I'm where I'm supposed to be? And more than that, that as I'm living, as I'm on the journey, I don't have to fret over the destination because I know he's going to put me where I'm supposed to be. Man, the Bible tells us the answer. Turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. In this series, we're going to be a little bit all over the, the Bible. But tonight we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3. I think it's interesting. The answer to that question that I keep asking, it's something that you've, it's a verse that you've probably read before and are familiar with and maybe even have it on a coffee cup somewhere, but maybe have really never thought about what it means or really embraced the truth there. Proverbs 3, now a very familiar verse as I tell you the actual verses, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. The idea of straight paths there doesn't mean like, so I'm going to have this just perfectly straight road and life will be perfectly easy. No, no, the, the idea in Hebrew there is that your paths will be straight, meaning you'll end up where you're supposed to be. <laughs> how do you live your life so that you know in the end you'll end up where you're supposed to be? And more than that, how can you live a life so that you don't have to fret over that? The answer's right there. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. This is a beautiful truth, that if you'll look to God for guidance, he'll take you where you're supposed to go. And you know what? You can rest in that. As I daily, it says, 
trust him and acknowledge him. So look to him for a decision. God, what do you want me to do here? What's this next phase of my life look like? As I look to him, as I simply acknowledge him, it says he's going to get me where I'm supposed to go so that I don't have to what? I don't have to worry over that. If I'll look to him for guidance, he will get me where I'm supposed to go. Not, again, not leaning on my own understanding, like, I got this, God, let me figure this, I can do it on my own. No, but looking to him, seeking his guidance, his counsel. He's going to get me where I'm supposed to go. Now, let me clarify this real quick. There's a big difference in being able to see where you're going to go and, like, having this clear vision of, that's why, like, I hate the question of, like, you know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? You're like, I don't know. Right? Like, I still get that today. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? When I was a middle school pastor and working on my doctorate, they were always like, you know, not many middle school pastors have their doctor. I'm like, well, I'll be the first. Who cares, right? Like, I'm not worried about 10 years. Let's focus on today. So does it say that if you trust in him and acknowledge him and look to him, that you'll be able to see your, your future perfectly and you'll know exactly where you're headed? No, but that he'll get you where you're supposed to go. So here's what that looks like. It's not that you're standing where you're at, like on this side of, of a river, being in college or young adult, whatever, and that you can see where your life is going to end up. Yep, I perfectly see where I'm, where I'm going to end up, and I perfectly see the path I should take. That's not what it says. It says that I trust him, acknowledge him, look to him in all my ways, that he'll make my path straight. So I'll end up where I'm supposed to go. So here's what that looks like. One step at a time, daily, looking to God for guidance. So maybe that means tomorrow you have a decision about what club you should join or if you're going to go to that party or not or if you should cheat on that test or whatever. I don't know. We could make up a billion examples. I don't have time for that. <laughs> it means that in each of those decisions, you seek God's guidance. And you take a step. God, do you want me to, to step there on that stone or step on that stone or that stone? God, I can't see where ultimately you're going to get me. But in each moment of the day, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to worry about where I'm going to go. I'm going to trust you with that. I'm going to focus on this decision. So, okay, God, I have another decision. I have another plan I need to make. God, guide me, lead me. Okay, I see. All right, now I'm going to take another step. I still maybe can't see exactly where you're taking me, but I trust you. So for each step, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look and see where you want me to go. See, it's this if then. There's a command and then a reward. He says, if you'll trust God with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Like, I got this. I'm good. No. In all your ways and everything, acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. You can rest in that. This idea of if I'm trusting him with every decision, then I can trust him with the outcome, with my future. Y'all with me? Here's another way I would say it. If you're trusting him with your journey, you can trust him with your destination. If you're trusting him, and that's just not just a stupid shameless plug to use our name. <laughs> I really mean that. If you're trusting him with your journey, you can trust him with your destination. Because he's good. It's funny though, I really do think 
most of us, the reason we fret and worry and get anxious is because we are control freaks. <laughs> now, some of y'all more than others. Like, I'm, I'm kind of a control freak. That's why having babies rocked my world because you can't control what a newborn does, really. I mean, you know, you will not poop. <laughs> you will not yell. Um, man, total game changer. But most of us, again, fret and worry because we're, we're trying to control this, this perfect outcome. And so even, so let me, I'm kind of like talking to believers here at, at, right for this moment. Um, even out of good intentions sometimes, like in why, God, I want to live a life that's pleasing to you and all these things, we actually like get all stressed out and freaked out and worried because, again, rather than really trusting God, we're seeking to control the outcome of where we're going to get. So we freak out over every little decision that we make. Are you with me? Because we have this idea of like, oh, my gosh, if I go to the wrong school, my life is over. I might as well just quit. Why was I born, right? Or maybe that's a little dramatic. But, or, or marriage, which marriage is a huge deal. You should, like, you shouldn't be flipping about it, right? Or like, who you date? No, it doesn't really matter. No, it's a big deal. But here's the deal. It seems way more stressful if you feel like, oh, my gosh, if I date, if I even go on one date with the wrong person, my life will be over forever. Like, and I'll lose my heart and I won't find the right one God has for me. Like, calm down, right? We freak out over every little decision because we're hoping to control and make this perfect outcome. Here's what I want to tell you. I haven't done this perfectly. I was telling some folks, we're Angel, uh, our technician, and David and I were talking earlier. I've totally seen this to be true in my life. I've messed it up a few times. <laughs> okay, maybe more than a few, a lot of times. But as I've trusted God with the daily decisions of today, he's always taken care of tomorrow. Let me, hear, let me tell you what I mean by that. I'll give you some examples. I went to this little school called the Baptist College of Florida for my undergrad. And honestly, I went there to the campus, and it just seemed like, I mean, I'm not trying to be weird, like I don't, I don't even mean anything spiritual about this, but I was on the campus, and I was like, this just seems kind of cool. I think I'll go here. <laughs> I did want to be a preacher and all that kind of good stuff, and they had those degree programs, but it wasn't this like lifelong process of, of going there. It was just like, I, be, I got my senior year, needed to make a decision, and I was like, that seems like a good place to go to school. It seemed a little bit arbitrary and like not a big deal. But you know what? Being at that school and the people I met seriously changed my life. Now, like going there, I had no clue. But once I got there and looking back, I'm like, man, God used that school in so many powerful ways. And here's what's even the best part about that. The second year that I was there uh, at the Baptist College of Florida, I started rooming with this guy named Boyd Bettis. And he at the time was dating this girl named uh, Brittany, what was her doesn't matter. Now Brittany Bettis. I can't think of her maiden name. Um, Lucas. Anyways. So he was dating Brittany Lucas. And uh, Boyd asked me to be his roommate. We kind of knew each other, but not really well. So I said, sure, bro. Like, I'll be your roommate. And it's funny. The, we ended up getting really close over that year. But the longer we hung out, Boyd and Brittany were like, hey, you got to meet this girl. And I'm like, hey, I'm not like, I'm not that desperate. Like, leave me alone. And Brittany kept saying, no, 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 I'm telling you, like, this girl, she, she grew up back in, our, our college is about three hours from Jacksonville. And she would say, hey, look, this girl, I grew up with her um, back home in Jacksonville. We've known each other since, like, pre-K or kindergarten. And y'all would just be perfect together. I'm like, Brittany, like, just 
just stop. Like, it's not a big deal. One time she even, like, uh, this girl who Brittany was talking about, she worked at the library at First Baptist Church of Jacksonville. And Brittany, would, when I was in the room, would, like, call the church library to try to get her on the phone so I could talk to her. It was really creepy anyways, <laughs> like, stalking. Um, so for, for, ended up, and even the year after that, when we weren't roommates, they kept telling me about this girl named Lauren. Who, <laughs> if you know, that's my wife. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Here's what's funny, though. What seemed like just a simple, almost like arbitrary decision of, God, this seems like a good idea. I'm going to trust you. you don't, you're not throwing up any big red flags. All right, I'll go to the Baptist College of Florida. All right, uh, God, I have an opportunity to, roommate, to room with Boyd. Uh, you say it's like surround yourself with godly people. Boyd's a godly people. I'll room. A godly people. <laughs> he's a, English is hard. Um, he's, a, he's a godly person. I'll room with him. And now looking back, it's like, oh, my gosh, all the time he was leading me to the love of my life. Oh. <laughs> At the time, had no clue where God was taking me. Then, uh, and actually, we actually ended up, dating, I think I told you all, we dated four years long distance, which wouldn't have probably put that into my journey, but that's okay. Um, but I ended up going to, after college, I went to a seminary in Fort Worth. And honestly, it was just kind of like my sister had gone to seminary there. I liked the idea of Texas better than Kentucky. So I was like, sweet, I'll go to Texas. Um, I mean, I prayed about it, but it wasn't this like fretting thing. It was just like, God, I'm going to trust you. Seems like a good idea. There's no reason in your words from what you're telling me that I shouldn't go to seminary there. So I'm going to go there. And went to seminary there, had an incredible time, got to be a youth pastor at a church I loved. And, and actually, David was uh, in seventh grade when I went to that church. David leads worship, which is kind of crazy. He was, like, um, very small then because <laughs> he was in seventh grade. And he was actually a really good singer then, too. But anyways, um, met them. And then from Fort Worth through some really, I don't have time to tell you, but, like, random but totally, totally God connections, ended up here in Lubbock, Texas. And honestly, it was one of those, it's like, Lubbock, okay, Jerry. Um, and when I came out here, it was like, again, it was one of those, I'm seeking you, God, I'm going to follow you. But by God's grace, it wasn't this huge, stressful decision. It was kind of like, man, there aren't really any other options for other, like, churches at this time. And it seems like God's leading me, so I'm going to go. And when I came here, I honestly thought, you know what, in my own infinite wisdom, <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, I thought, you know, I'll be there. I was the middle school pastor when I first came. I thought, man, I'll be here a few years. Lord, I'll get married. We'll move back to Florida or whatever. I never would have guessed that eight years later, I'd be standing here talking to you and loving life more than ever before. Had no way. If you had asked me 10 years ago, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I would not have said right here. But, oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful this is where I am. Over and over again, I could keep going, but I don't have time. I've seen how, especially with those kind of decisions that ultimately we always freak out and stress out about, I've seen that when I've just chosen to trust God, acknowledge him, and not worry about what the future, how, how can I control, get this perfect future, but just say, God, I'm just going to trust you and walk with you a day at a time. Over and over again, he's proven to be faithful. And as I look back, I see he's really, really good. So I don't have to fret. I don't have to worry. If you trust God with your journey, I promise you can trust him with your destination. Now realize, if you're not trusting with your journey, like you're not daily seeking him and acknowledging him and looking to him for, for wisdom, then you really should be worried about your destination. <laughs> I'm not just trying to scare you, but you really should be worried about your destination. But if you're trusting him, acknowledging him, seeking him, like Proverbs 3 says, then you can trust him with your destination. You can rest in that and, and sleep well tonight because he's got you. 
And I realize it sounds kind of abstract, like the idea of like, I'm going to acknowledge him, I'm going I'm to seek him, I'm going to trust him with my journey. That simply means daily, I'm going to seek his face in his word. And it doesn't mean I'm going to freak out if I miss a day. Oh my gosh, I'm off my journey, I missed a step. No, but daily, I'm going to seek him and get into his word. It means I'm going to talk with him. And by the way, I've never had this audible, clear voice. Like people sometimes say, well, man, I get stressed out because other people talk about how they hear God and I just don't hear God. I don't hear God how some people hear God. Like I hear God, but it's not this like clear, Brandon, you should go to Lubbock. Like it's just like, I'm spinning everywhere, sorry. It's just kind of like I'm walking with God daily. I'm staying in his word. I'm seeking after his heart. And it just God, it seems like you're kind of leading me this way. So I'm going to go this way and trust that if this is the wrong way, you'll turn me around or slap me or something, right? I don't, um, this quote is a little dangerous, but I, I think for what we're talking about now, it makes sense. That when you're passionate about God, you're walking with him, you can trust your passions, right? So if, if I'm, my heart is after him, I'm seeking him. I'm not saying you can trust your heart, but when your heart is settled and rested in God and in his word, he's normally gonna guide your passions and lead you. So I'm gonna spend time as where I'm gonna talk with him. I'm gonna seek godly counsel. I'm going to acknowledge him. That's what it means. I'm going, to, I'm going to look to him to make decisions. In the Bible, again, it's not going to be like, you know, God, tell me if I should go to this party. Is there a verse about, should I go to the party on a Friday night? Like, that's silly, right? But there are certainly concepts that speak to every issue of life. But you've got to dig into his word to know it. And like I said, so word, prayer, seeking godly counsel. What do you have to, if you do all those things, what do you have to, what's the ultimately like the end result? If you're, if you're going to trust God, what do you have to do after you seek him? I'm, I'm asking that a little vague, I apologize. So if, if, if I'm going to, if I dig into his word and see what he tells me to do, how do I actually trust him? What, is that, what do I have to do then? I have to do it. I have to obey, right? So, okay, I'm seeking him. I, I'm, I'm seeing what he wants me to do. So the next thing is to actually do it and actually live it out. That's what it means to trust him. Okay, God, you're telling me this, so I'm going to trust that I like that what you're telling me that it that it. I shouldn't stand on that. I'll go down. That it that it bears. Sorry, Angel. He's like, don't do it. That I'm going to trust that what you're telling me bears weight. That it can hold me. So if you just stand back here and like, I, I know what God's word says, but I'm not going to live according to Him. Then you should be worried about where you're going to end up in your destination. But if you're acknowledging him and trusting him, that, okay, God, I'm going to step out on faith and do what you told me to do, even when I can't see what's out in front of me, when you do that, you can trust him with your destination because he is good. He really is. Over and over again, he's proven it. You may say, I don't know, Brandon, but like, but, but, what, but what if I do make one misstep? What if I make that one wrong decision? Praise the Lord that your destination is not determined just by your genius. No, it's determined by his goodness and his faithfulness. So I don't have to fret over every little step. No, I'm gonna trust him and trust that he's gonna get me where I need to go because it's based on his goodness and his faithfulness, not my genius. How different would your life look? Maybe, maybe a better way to say it. How less stressed would you be if you quit looking at life as this trail 
full of obstacles that you have to get around and get through all by yourself. And, and, and not only all by yourself, but that if you, if you miss one little turn that you've completely thrown it off, and, and, and not just thrown it off, but that you, like, you've totally ruined your destination where you're going to end up being, how different would your life look? How less stressed would you be if instead of looking at it like that, you looked at your life as a trail full of opportunities to walk with a God who loves you and wants to guide you and to lead you. And that's going to take you by the hand every step of the way if we just look to him and listen to him and lean into him. Knowing that your destination is not determined on how awesome you are, but just the fact that he is a faithful trail guide. That he knows your trail like the back of his hand. And he's saying, hey, if you'll just, if you'll just hold my hand, I'm going to get you where you need to go. You can't see it, but it really is beautiful. Now, God's saying, hey, our ideas of beautiful may be a little bit different because I'm the creator of the world. And you're, like, you're kind of limited in your ability. Gabby, you're a really great painter, but God's like really great painter, right? Paints the, the sky. So, so he's saying, hey, hey, if you'll just trust me, in the end you're going to see that this is really, really good. And that I'm really, really good. But you got to do two things. you got to quit trusting yourself and make your own decisions. Start looking to me. And the second thing, you got to just trust me. Quit freaking out about everything and just trust that I'm good and I'm going to take you where you need to go. If you trust him with your journey, I promise you can trust him with your destination. So as we close tonight, I, I think there's pr probably three different kinds of people in this room. The person who's a Christian and needs to start trusting in the sense of, God, I'm going to start looking to you for how you tell me to live. And I'm, I'm going to like start turning to you and, and realizing, hey, I, I can't make these decisions on my own. I need God's wisdom. Then there's the believer who needs to actually trust God. To say, hey, I'm going to quit fretting over everything like, like I'm the, the maker of my universe. I'm the, I control my own destiny and start trusting that, God, that you're good. If I walk with you, you're going to get me where I need to go. Even when I stumble and even go off the course, God, you're going to get me where I need to go. Some of us just need to trust that he's good. We live like atheists because we, we act like we control everything. <laughs> Maybe it's time for you as a believer to say, yeah, not only do I know what God says and I look to him, but I'm just going to trust that he's going to take care of me. And then there's the third person tonight that maybe you'd be willing to admit that doing things your own way is not working out. <laughs> I'm not trying to say, or I'm not trying to make light of anxiety and say, hey, it's not a big deal. Like, this, this is difficult stuff. I'm not just saying, oh, just trust God. I get that sometimes, like, their counsel, like, professional counsel is needed. Sometimes medication is even needed. But the reality is, until you start looking to God to guide your life, you're always going to get off track and get in the ditch. <laughs> it's always going to happen. So maybe tonight you need to come to the place of surrender to Jesus. For all three of those things I just talked about, we do connect groups here in just a few minutes. Um, your connect group host at some point when you're in there with them will love to talk with you about one of those things or to pray with you or just encourage you. That's really what connect groups are for, for to come together to rally together to do that. What we're going to do now, I'm going to kind of um, guide us, I guess you could say, through a prayer. And we're going to sing one more song that talks about God's faithfulness and that fact that we can trust him. So if y'all would, let's pray for a second. I'm going to kind of maybe guide you through that.
Maybe just take a moment to, to be honest with God. And if you're not a believer, I'm going to ask you during this time just to ask God to show himself to you. But if you are a believer, just be honest with God. And maybe whatever fret or worry or anxiety you're, you're holding right now, maybe I didn't even talk about it tonight. Maybe just give that over to him tonight. The Bible says to cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. So right now is a good time just to say, God, here's some things I'm struggling with. Here's some things I'm worried about. <laughs> Here's some decisions that are freaking me out. Now maybe just take a moment to say, God, thanks for loving me enough to give me some instruction. <laughs> thanks for the Bible. Thanks for hearing me when I talk to you and, and, and talking to me in prayer. Maybe this is the first time you really realize that God does want to guide you. He's for you, not against you. God, thank you for leading me. And say, God, help me just to trust you. Help me to quit freaking out and worrying over every little last decision and to rather just trust and know that you're good and to follow you and walk with you by faith. Maybe I don't know where the destination is, but I'm gonna trust you today. I don't know where tomorrow's headed, but I'm gonna trust you today. Maybe one last thing, ask God to show you his faithfulness. That even when you change, even when you get off course, he is a rock. So you don't have to fret and worry because your life and your life's course isn't dependent on you as a believer. It's dependent on Christ. And he is the never-changing rock. So because of that, God, we want to lean into you. We want to trust you. God, as we sing this song, we ask that you would just speak to us, God. Stir our hearts. Help us to bring things to our minds and hearts that you want to speak to us about, God. And if nothing else, may these words reflect the attitude and the posture of our hearts. In your name we pray, amen. If y'all would stand and sing with us. Thanks for listening to The Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for at the journey LBK.